esta promesa en la Escritura. Te damos a ti toda honra, te damos a ti toda gloria en el nombre de Cristo Jesús. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. So, uh, at the beginning of this year, al inicio de este año, comenzamos lo que son 21 días de ayuno. We started 21 days of fasting, okay? If you don't know what fasting is, um, I'll kind of go over a few things. Eh, si no sabes qué es ayunar o para qué es el ayuno, vamos a aprender un poquito de estas cosas. Pero hoy quiero hablar sobre dos cosas. Today I want to talk about two things that fasting produces. Not what it does, but what it produces, okay? Because you have to understand, when you fast, It's not something that's going to happen immediately. It's something that it's produced. And for something to be produced, it takes time. Entonces, el, el ayunar produce dos cosas. No hace dos cosas, sino que las produce. Porque para producir algo se lleva tiempo. No sucede automáticamente, sino que se lleva tiempo. Así que si tú estás buscando victoria en alguna área de tu vida, o estás buscando una respuesta, if you're looking for victory, or you're looking for an answer in a particular part of your life, it's not going to happen from one day to the next just because you fasted. It's going to be produced. Va a ser producido. Porque lastimosamente, unfortunately for many of us, para muchos de nosotros, las victorias y las bendiciones de Dios, the victories and the blessings of God, we are too weak to handle a lot of those things. Somos muy débiles para, débiles para eh, sobrellevar algunas victorias y algunas bendiciones que vienen de parte de Dios. Entonces tiene que ser producido esa, eh, ese espíritu en nosotros para poder sobrellevar esas bendiciones. So that spirit and that, that, that foundation has to be produced through fasting. So last week we talked about this. La semana pasada hablamos sobre esto. Jesús dice en Mateo, Jesus says in Matthew, he says, when you fast... And then he says, don't do this. Jesús dijo, cuando ayunéis, cuando ayunen, no hagan esto. Jesús no dijo, Jesus did not say, if you fast. Jesús no dijo, si ustedes ayunan, sino que más bien dijo, cuando ustedes ayunen. He said, when you fast. Why? Because fasting is the same responsibility for every Christian as prayer is. Porque el ayunar es la misma responsabilidad. Tiene, lleva el mismo nivel de responsabilidad. Para cada cristiano, así como el orar, así como el adorar, just as it is to worship, just as it is to pray. Lleva la, el mismo nivel de responsabilidad. Y Jesús esperaba y espera que nosotros ayunemos. Jesus expects us, expects you to fast. Because that's the only way. With the Holy Spirit, that's the only way that you're going to be able to sustain yourself in the moment of trial. Va a ser la única manera que vas a poder sostenerte en el momento de prueba. You ever met somebody, you ever meet somebody, or even yourself, and they struggle with the same thing for 10 years, 15 years, and it's like, dude, we graduated high school together, and you got a whole family, and you're still struggling with that? Maybe just me, because some of you guys still haven't graduated, right? Entonces, ¿has conocido a gente que todavía batallan con lo mismo? Han pasado años tras años, y todavía batallan con lo mismo. ¿Por qué? So my question is, mi pregunta es, ¿es la voluntad de Dios... Para que el Hijo de Dios toda su vida esté batallando con la misma prueba, con el mismo hábito, con el mismo pecado. Is it the will of God for the children of God to struggle with the same bad habits, with the same uh, sin, with the same struggles all of their life? So why does the Bible promise us victory? Entonces, ¿por qué la Biblia nos promete victoria? No es la voluntad de Dios de que toda tu vida tú estés batallando con lo mismo. It is not the will of God for you to struggle with the same thing for the rest of your life. It's not the will of God for you to struggle with unforgiveness, for you to struggle with bitterness, for you to struggle with depression, with anxiety. 
with, with whatever it may be, with a victim mentality. It's not the will of God for you to struggle with that the rest of your life. No es la voluntad de Dios de que todos los días de tu vida y todos los años de tu vida tú estés batallando con depresión, con ansiedad, con falta de perdón, con rencor, con amargura. No es la voluntad de Dios. Entonces la pregunta es, so the question is this then. Why do so many people still struggle with that? ¿Por qué entonces tanta gente todavía batalla con eso? ¿Por qué? Why? These are questions you have to ask yourself. These are questions that nobody really asks. They just kind of go along like, yeah, God is good. It was, man, it was great. They had some good music. Presence of God was there. It was awesome. La gente no se hace este tipo de preguntas. Estuvo bien la alabanza, estuvo fuerte, estuvo bonito. Te vas para la casa de contento y ya. Pero entras a la iglesia y sales de la iglesia exactamente igual. ¿Sabes por qué? Porque por alguna razón hemos creído que si predican el trabajo, la obra en nuestros corazones va a ser automáticamente. Because for some reason we think that when they preach and we listen to the word, as long as we go to church and as long as we listen to the word, the work of the Holy Spirit in our hearts is going to be automatic. And that's not true. When we read scripture... There's a 50-50, if you will. Hay un 50%, un 50 y 50. Dios hace su parte y tú haces tu parte. God does his part and then you do your part. And we meet God, you could say you meet him halfway. Like God, I've done my part, now I'm just expecting you to do your part. So, again, why do we struggle? ¿Por qué entonces batallamos toda la vida con esto? Una de las cosas muy interesantes es que el hombre cayó por comida. One of the interesting things about fasting when we think about food, the downfall of men, the downfall of mankind was food. Therefore, when you fast, one of the things, it's very interesting that what you do is you submit your spirit, you submit your flesh to your spirit. Cuando tú ayunas, sometes tu carne al espíritu. So you whip your flesh into submission. Tú haces que la carne sea entrenada a sujetarse al Espíritu. Yo estaba hablando con Stephanie ahorita. I was talking to Stephanie right now. She was saying uh, something that really caught my attention. Y dijo algo que me llamó mucho la atención. Y fue lo siguiente. Los primeros dos días, dice, batallé mucho, dice, y, y, y quería comer. Pero ahora puedo controlar el hambre. She said, the first two days it was tough. And I wanted to eat. But now, she said, I can control my hunger. And so one of the things that we talked about last week was this. Una de las cosas que hablamos la semana pasada fue esto. Que el deseo más fuerte del ser humano, the desire, the urge, the biggest urge, the greatest urge, if you will, the strongest urge of, of mankind is the urge to eat. Right? That's what we talked about. Es el deseo de comer. El querer comer. Because you change. You completely change. And then people made up the term hangry. Cambias por completo. No te han traído la comida. They ain't brought you food. And, and, and you turn like, you're almost, almost kind of turned into a demon, but not really. But you're like, bro, who are you right now? Te cambias casi, casi en un diablo, en un demonio. He says, yeah, I can't. What's wrong? ¿Qué traes? Oh, he just needs some food. Ah, no más necesita comida. Te dan la comida y ya eres un angelito. And you become this little perfect angel. Because hunger changes you. It changes your attitude. It changes your mood. It changes everything. This is how important food is. This is que tan importante es la comida. Jesus, what did he do a, a, a great percentage of the time with his disciples? What did he do? He ate. Comió. When you are meeting somebody, 90% of the time, 
Where do you go? You don't go meet somebody at the movies, do you? Let's go get coffee. Let's get some ice cream. Let's eat something. ¿Quieres conocer a alguien? Cuando te vas a encontrar con alguien, no vas al cine, vas a un lugar a comer. Vamos a tomar un café. It's always, everything is centered around food. Cultures. Food is a big part of it. Las culturas, la comida es una gran parte de eso. Entonces hablamos, so then we talked about, if you learn to master the urge to eat, then you can handle all of the other fleshly desires within you. Si tú aprendes a controlar y a manejar bien el hambre, a sujetar el hambre, la carne a tu espíritu, entonces todos los demás eh, deseos pecaminosos o de la carne, ahora tú vas a poder controlar más fácil, con más facilidad. So this is why we fast, because if you can control that, you can handle everything else. You're like, bro, it's because I can't help myself, I can't help myself, I can't help myself. But I've never seen a Christian, nunca he visto un cristiano que ayuna, que vive en pecado. I've never seen a Christian that fasts that also lives in sin. Because fasting, it nourishes your spirit. Porque el ayuno lo que hace es que alimenta tu espíritu. So today we're going to talk about two things that fasting does. Two things. Vamos a hablar de dos cosas que hace el ayuno. In Revelation chapter 2 and verse 4, in Apocalipsis capítulo 2 y versículo 4, dice la palabra de Dios lo siguiente. It says the following. It says, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Pero esto tengo contra ti, que has dejado tu primer amor. Esto es lo que dice la palabra de Dios en Apocalipsis en el capítulo 2. Ahora, la pregunta es, ¿a quién se dirige Dios cuando da esta palabra? Who is God speaking to when he gives this word to? He's speaking to the church of Ephesus. Le está hablando a la iglesia en Éfeso. Algo muy interesante de la iglesia de Éfeso es que ellos tenían algo muy fuerte que sabían discernir los falsos maestros y las falsas enseñanzas. One of the greatest characteristics of the church in Ephesus was that they were able to discern false teaching. They were also able to discern false teachers. So they were very great with scripture. They were very great with the Bible. But God had one thing against them. Pero Dios tenía una cosa contra ellos. Eran buenos para todo lo demás. Discernir malos espíritus, discernir malas enseñanzas, discernir herejías, discernir eh, predicadores falsos. Pero Dios tenía una cosa en contra de ellos. ¿Y cuál era? God had one thing against them and what was it? They've left their first love. They've walked away from their first love. Han dejado su primer amor. Ahora es interesante, it's very interesting because what happens is they lived in the center of the emperor's cult. Vivían en el centro de esta secta que pertenecía al emperador. So we know back in those days, it was the Roman Empire. You ever heard of the Roman Empire? Has escuchado del Imperio Romano? El Imperio Romano gobernaba. Y allí donde la iglesia de Éfeso estaba, allí mismo estaba no solamente la secta del emperador, pero también la diosa. Había una diosa griega allí. There was a Greek goddess by the name of Artemis in that place. So the church in Ephesus was able to develop false teaching to recognize false teaching la iglesia en Éfeso pudo desarrollar y, y saber cuando había enseñanza falsa y cuando realmente era de Dios es decir eran celosos por la palabra they were jealous for the word of God they wanted to do things right querían hacer las cosas bien llegaban a los cultos they would go to services they dressed the right way they had the knowledge tenían el conocimiento se vestían de la manera correcta pero Dios 
a una de estas iglesias, but God to one of the seven churches, he says, I have this against you. Yo tengo esto en contra de ti. Que has dejado tu primer amor. You've abandoned your first love. You've abandoned the love that you once have. And the problem with the church in Ephesus was this. That's, it was that their love began, began to turn into something we call comfortability. El problema era que la iglesia en Éfeso comenzó a dejar que su amor por Dios se convirtiera en algo que llamamos conformidad. Porque cuando tienes mucho, no tienes por qué preocuparte. ¿Verdad que sí? Because when you have plenty, you have nothing to worry about. I got plenty of money in the bank, I can take another day off. But what happens when you got negative 500 in the bank? Oh, I got to work, I got to work. There's a sense of urgency. Cuando tienes suficiente en el banco, ah, puedo tomar otro día de descanso. Pero cuando tu, tu cuenta bancaria dice negativo 500 dólares, tu actitud cambia, tengo que trabajar, tengo que trabajar porque, tengo que tra porque no tengo, porque no tengo. Your attitude changes, the sense of urgency changes. And one of the saddest things, y una de las cosas más tristes que sucede es que cuando hay un mover del Espíritu Santo, when there's a move of the Holy Spirit, people grow comfortable so quickly. La gente se cae en una conformidad tan rápido porque, ah, está sucediendo, está bien. Entonces tú dices, bueno, hoy no pude buscar de Dios, pero ella sí. Y ella dice, no, hoy no pude buscar de Dios, pero ella sí. So what begins to happen is, oh man, I wasn't able to seek out the Holy Spirit, but she was. Well, then she thinks to herself, I wasn't able to seek out the Holy Spirit, but she was. And then before you know it, nobody's seeking out the Holy Spirit. Y antes que ya para cuando reaccionas, nadie está buscando al Espíritu Santo. ¿Por qué? Porque caíste y caemos en una conformidad. And this is the same thing that happened to the church in Ephesus. And so their love slowly begins to turn into something we call religion. Y el amor comienza a tornarse y a cambiar en algo que llamamos religión. And the problem with religion is that you can do everything right while your heart's not there. La problem, el problema con la religión es que tú puedes hacer todo bien sin que tu corazón esté allí. Por eso Jesús dijo, this is why Jesus said, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. What was, what was he really saying? These people honor me with their lips, but they don't love me. Jesús dijo, estos de labios me honran, pero su corazón está lejos de mí. ¿Qué es lo que Jesús estaba diciendo? Estaba diciendo, estos me alaban, me adoran, me cantan, gritan, lloran, pero no me aman. Porque tú puedes cantar y no amar a Dios. Because you can sing and worship without loving God. So, why, where, what's the difference between religion and a relationship? ¿Cuál es la diferencia entre religión y relación? Es el amor. Ahora date cuenta que Dios no dice, yo los he abandonado. Now take notice that God doesn't say, I've abandoned you. He says, I have this against you. My issue with you, with one of the seven churches, mi, mi, lo que yo tengo en contra de ti, a una de las siete iglesias, le dice, es que has dejado tu primer amor. He says, you have abandoned the love you had at first. Who abandoned ship? Who jumped ship? ¿Quién abandonó? ¿Quién dejó la relación? Dios. No. Dios tomó la iniciativa para buscarnos. God took the initiative to seek us out. He says, you, me, tú, yo, abandonamos a Dios y lo dejamos ahí donde Él está. Y muchas veces, and so many times, when we start going through issues, cuando empezamos a pasar por ciertas situaciones, nos damos cuenta y sentimos que Dios no está allí, right? We feel like God isn't there when we start going through these issues. 
battles and struggles. My God, where are you? God, where are you? God is at the same place where you last left him. Where you last had an encounter with him, that's where he's at. La en el último lugar donde tuviste un encuentro con Dios, ahí está Dios. ¿Dónde es? Where is it? In the altar, in el altar. El altar de tu casa, el altar en la iglesia, the altar that you built in your home, in your church, in your personal life. That's where God is. You want to go back into falling in love with God? Then seek Him. So the first thing, what does fasting do? ¿Qué es lo que hace el ayuno? The first thing that it does is that fasting brings back the love you had at first. El ayuno trae de regreso el amor que tú un día tuviste por Dios. I don't know why, no sé por qué, a lo mejor por todas las historias, maybe because of all the stories we've heard when we were young, we think that it's going to be like a magical something. Some angel's going to show up in the middle of the night and, bloop, oh man, I'm right back to who I was. This is, you know, like Hollywood. You know, pensamos que por alguna razón como que va a llegar un ángel y nos va a tocar y de repente despertamos y ya soy nuevo. Amo a Dios otra vez. No es así. It's not like that. Si tú quieres regresar al amor, if you want to go back to the love you once had, then fast. Ayuna. And tell God, y dile a Dios, estoy ayunando porque no tengo amor por ti. And tell him, I'm fasting because I don't have any love for you. You think God's gonna, you, do you think God feels threatened because you're honest with him? ¿Tú piensas que Dios se siente amenazado porque eres honesto con él? Oh my God, what am I gonna do? My child says they don't love me. No, God appreciates honesty. A Dios, Él ama la honestidad. Entonces dile, Señor, estoy ayunando porque quiero amarte. God, I'm fasting because I want to love you, but I don't feel any love. I don't have any in me. So I'm going to fast until this fasting produces love for you. Voy a ayunar hasta que ese ayuno produzca un amor por ti, una pasión por ti. ¿Qué es lo que hace el ayuno? What does fasting do? It brings back the love you had at first. Now, it's very interesting because this is a process. Es un proceso. La Biblia nos dice, the Bible tells us in Judges, in Judges chapter uh, 20. En Jueces capítulo 20, lo vamos a leer en inglés. You can read it in Spanish. Lo puedes leer en español también. Pero en Jueces en el capítulo 20, versículo 21 al 23, Judges 20, 21 through 23. This is a story about Israel, and they go out to war. And this is what happens. It says, the people of Benjamin came out to Gibeah, and destroyed on that day 22,000 men of the Israelites. They went to war, 22,000 men died. But the people, the men of Israel, took courage and again formed the battle line in the same place where they had formed it on the first day. Now take notice, they just lost 22,000 men. Acaban de perder 22,000 hombres. Y otra vez, retoman el ánimo y se forman nuevamente. But again, they take courage and they form once again the same place where they were on the first day. They didn't give up. Although it was, it was, it was 22,000 people that died, they still didn't give up. 22,000 personas que murieron y no se dieron por vencidos. Y luego dice el, el 23. Then chapter and verse 23 says, And the people of Israel went up and wept before the Lord until the evening. And they inquired of the Lord, Shall we go again, draw near to fight against our brothers and the people of Benjamin? And the Lord said, Go up against them. Entonces, una vez más, cuando ellos se forman, luego dice la palabra de Dios que ellos fueron y lloraron delante de Dios. Y le preguntaron a Dios, ¿iremos una vez más a pelear? Should we go up there and fight again? 
And then God says, y Dios le dice, ve otra vez, go up against. And so they form up against. And it's very interesting because, let's go to the next, I think the next slide is the other verses. Yeah, great. But it's very interesting because they literally tried three times. Trataron tres veces. Las primeras dos veces, primero murieron 22 mil. Después murieron 18 mil. First, 22,000 people died. Then when they went up the next day, 18,000 people died. 40,000 people died in two days. 40 mil personas murieron en dos días. Pero la tercera vez es muy interesante lo que pasa. The third time, it's very interesting that happens. And I hope you catch it. There's two things that, that, that are to take away from these verses. Hay dos cosas para retomar de estos versículos. Actually, let's read from uh, verse 26. I didn't put it up there. I think I started from verse 27. Verse 26 says, el versículo 26, it says, Then all the people of Israel, the whole army, went up and came to Bethel and wept. Did they, did they cry? The first two days, yes, this is the third day crying. Lloraron los primeros, los primeros dos días, sí. Esta es la tercera vez que lloran. They sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until evening and offered burnt offerings and peace before the Lord. Se sentaron allí, dice la Biblia, que ayunaron hasta la noche y ofrecieron holocaustos, sacrificios, ofrendas delante de Dios. Y después dice el versículo 27, and then verse 27 says, And the people in, of Israel inquired of the Lord, for the Ark of the Covenant of God was there in those days. And Phineas, the son of Eleazar, son of Aaron, ministered before it in those days, saying, Shall we go out once more to battle against our brothers, the people of Benjamin, or shall we cease? And the Lord said, Go up, for tomorrow I will give them into your hand. Señor les dice, ellos... Consultaron a Jehová y dice, porque el arca del pacto estaba con ellos en esos días. Y consultaron a Jehová y dice la palabra de Dios que el Señor les dijo, sube porque mañana te los he entregado en tus manos, te los entregaré en tus manos. Algo que pasa aquí es muy interesante. There's something that happens here that's very interesting. They cried how many times? ¿Cuántas veces lloraron? Three times. How many times did they try? ¿Cuántas veces intentaron ganar? Tres veces. Ahora, ¿por qué Dios les dice la segunda vez, ve? Why does God tell them the second time, go? If they're going to they're gonna lose 18,000 men, why? ¿Por qué Dios les dice ve? Van a perder el, el segundo día. ¿Por qué entonces Dios les dice ve? Why does God tell them to go if they're going to lose anyways? I don't know if it's ever happened to you, but it's happened to me. I remember when I was younger and, uh, and my dad, we would be at a you know, would be at the house or whatever, and a friend would invite me over. Hey, let's go out, you know, whatever. And I'm like, Dad, can I go out? Can I go out? Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go over. You know, I would go over to their house. Iba para la casa de mis amigos. Le pedía permiso a mis papás. Yo estaba tan desesperado por ir. Entonces me iba. So I would go. Then when I would come back later that day, cuando llegaba a la casa, ya más tarde, yo miraba que mis papás de pronto habían ido a un lugar como McDonald's. Era algo bien raro. Then I would take notice that my parents would go to, to, uh, to McDonald's or some other place that was very rare for them to go. But I remember this time specifically, I saw the McDonald's stuff on the table, vi las cosas de McDonald's en la mesa. Entonces les dije, ¿por qué no me llevaron? Why don't you guys take us? Why don't you guys take me? I, want, I love McDonald's. And my dad said, y mi papá me dijo, you wanted to go to your friend's house. So I'll let you go to your friend's house. Entonces mi papá me dice, tú querías ir a la casa de tu amigo, yo te dejé ir a la casa de tu amigo. Pero si yo hubiera sabido que iban a ir a McDonald's, yo no hubiera ido, pero no preguntaste. But if I would have known that you guys were going to McDonald's, then I would have never gone to my friend's house. Well, you didn't ask. 
And so I, I was like, okay, well, then how do I go about this? I follow what the Lord says, or I follow what my, my parents would say. I would follow whatever they had in plan. But so many times, tantas veces nos sucede lo mismo. So many times the same thing happens to us. We keep asking and asking and bugging God and bugging God. And God says, okay, go. Y Dios a veces dice, ve. ¿Quieres? Ve. And the only thing you go do, y lo único que vas a hacer, es que vas y te das en la torre. The only thing you go do is you go and, how do you translate that into Spanish? Or into English? You hit yourself in la torre. <laughs> you go and, and it's the biggest defeat of your life. Not, not because it's, it's necessarily the God's plan for you, but because you're so adamant to go. No es porque sea la voluntad de Dios para ti, sino es porque estás que quieres y que quieres ir, entonces Dios dice ve. Y entonces por eso Dios les dice, vayan y suban. That's why God says go. Now, this is very interesting, and, and uh, I'm almost done here, ya casi termino. Verse 27, versículo 27, dice que la arca del pacto estaba allí. says that the, the ark of the covenant was there. You have to make sure, tienes que, que asegurarte que cuando tú buscas de Dios, esté la presencia de Dios allí. You have to make sure that when you seek out God's will for your life, that His presence is also there. So many times we let ourselves go by what somebody else tells us. I just really feel like, you know, when I see you, I see this light, you know, and then I see like all these roads, you know, and then, uh, I don't know, I see like this black car and I, I don't know what it means. And you're like, oh my gosh, oh my God. And you take that, that's super vague, over what the word of God says. A veces alguien te da una visión, yo tuve esta visión de ti, tuve este sueño, tuve esta pesadilla de ti, y tomas eso más serio que la palabra de Dios. You take that more seriously than the word of God. So when you seek out God, cuando tú busques de Dios, asegúrate que esté la presencia de Dios ahí, es lo que representaba el arca del pacto. The arca of the covenant represented the presence of God. Make sure the presence of God is there. Now, did you guys notice something? The Bible says this third time, la tercera vez, cuando ellos buscaron de Dios, the third time when they were seeking out God, The Bible says that they not only cried, but they what? Fasted. La Biblia dice que la tercera vez, cuando ellos ayunaron, cuando ellos lloraron, no solamente lloraron, sino que también ayunaron. Y ahora mira la respuesta de Dios. Now pay attention to the response of God. The response of God is not go up again. Can you go back to the previous slide? See, it says go up against them. He tells them, go up against them. But then after they fast, what's the next slide? He says, go up for tomorrow, I will give them into your hands. It's a completely different response. La primera vez, cuando solo lloraron y buscaron de Dios, Dios les dijo, vayan y suban. Pero cuando lloraron, buscaron de Dios y ayunaron, entonces la respuesta de Dios fue diferente. Vayan y suban, porque mañana se los entregaré en sus manos. ¿Qué es lo que hace el ayuno? What does fasting do? Fasting brings back the love you had at first, and secondly, it gets you to victory. Te lleva la victoria. Now, notice that I didn't say it gets you victory. It gets you to victory. Pon atención que no dije te trae victoria, no, sino que te lleva hacia la victoria. Porque para alcanzar victoria en tu vida, because to obtain victory in your life is a process. Es un proceso. Hay algunas cosas que van a suceder automáticamente y algunas cosas que no. There's some things that are going to happen automatically and other things are not. 
But once you get victory in your life, pero ahora cuando mantienes victoria en tu vida, debes de poner atención a algo. Okay, I got four minutes and I got to close out. I need somebody. Uh, Leslie, come here. I'll use you. This is what happens. When you get victory in your life, es lo que pasa cuando obtienes victoria en, en tu vida. Ahora viene la segunda cosa. Now comes the second thing. How do you maintain victory in your life? ¿Cómo mantienes victoria en tu vida? Porque Dios no quiere que tú vivas todos los días pidiendo victoria. Señor, tengo la victoria y loca. Tengo la victoria y otra vez caes. God doesn't want you to keep asking for victory. I got victory and you fell again. I got victory, you fell again. And then 2023 looks like this. Man, I was close with God, I'm far away. I was close with God, I'm far away. Fasting keeps you at the top. El ayunar te mantiene arriba, siempre en la victoria. Entonces, ¿cómo mantenemos la victoria? How do we maintain victory? The Bible says this. La Biblia dice esto. Dice que nos despojemos de todo pecado que nos asedia. The Bible says, get rid of all sin that so entangles us. So this is sin. It's even black. Let me see your hands. So you have victory. You have freedom. Lift up your hands. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like el hermano marca. Levante sus manos. Do it. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Girl, she got style. Hasta con el estilo. So, levanta tus manos. Ah, gloria a Dios. Okay. Aplaude, aplaude. Clap. Yeah, there you go. She can do it all. She can worship Jesus. But what happens? ¿Qué es lo que pasa cuando no mantienes victoria? What happens when you don't maintain victory? Give me your hands. The Bible says that it's sin that so entangles us. Dice la Biblia que es el pecado que nos asedia. Es decir, que nos envuelve. Entonces. There we go. Este es el pecado. I'm not cutting off your blood circulation. No, no it ain't fine. I want your hands to fall off. Okay. There we go. Ahora sí. Estaba un poquito de pecado no hace daño. A little bit of sin, it does no harm. Now, levanta tus manos. Raise your hands. Aplaude. Clap. So what begins to happen? ¿Qué empieza a suceder? You trying to worship, you can't worship God. Because there's sin that's holding you back. No puedes adorar a Dios porque ahora hay pecado que te está frenando. So how do you maintain victory? ¿Cómo mantienes victoria? Try to break away? That's a, good, that's a very good question. Preguntó, ¿cómo? Y esa es la pregunta que todo cristiano tiene, pero nadie le puede responder. That's the question that every Christian has, but nobody can respond. How? How do you break away from sin when you've been close to the Lord and now you feel far away? ¿Cómo puedes tú romper del pecado cuando has estado cerca de Dios y ahora estás lejos? You can take a seat. Now, if you paid attention, si pusiste atención, puedes sentarte y antes de sentarse me hizo así. Do this. And then she took a seat. Y después se sentó. Con Dios hacemos exactamente lo mismo. With God, we do exactly the same thing. We say, God, break me away from this. Well, God didn't respond. God didn't hear. Que el Señor reprenda al diablo. <laughs> so, we say, God, break me away from this. And it seems that God didn't, didn't hear, didn't do anything. I tried once. And then we go and we take a seat. Y luego vamos y nos sentamos. How do we maintain victory? I'll tell you this. ¿Cómo mantenemos victoria? 
Now your battle is no longer a battle against sin. Ahora tu batalla no es una batalla en contra el pecado cuando Dios te dio victoria. When God gave you victory. Now your battle, ahora tu batalla es cuestión de carácter. Now your battle becomes a question of character. That's how you maintain victory. Así es como mantienes victoria. Ahora es cuestión de mantener el carácter para decir no. Now it's a question of maintaining your character and saying no to sin. All right, come up here. <laughs> Now, I'm going to take this away and then uh, we'll, we'll almost be done. Oh, snap. Is this the wrong one? Oh, there it goes. Okay. Too tied up. Uh, too tied up? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going. Is, that's not your bracelet, is it? No. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Man, Jessica, you are smart. There it goes. You, you got scissors? Uh, there we go. Okay, we almost got it. Oh, is that your bracelet? No, no, that's not your bracelet. Okay, there it goes. Ya casi, ya casi. Okay, where's this hat? There it goes. Okay. Oh, there you go. come on now. It's a process. It's un proceso. Hermana Carelli por acá está predicando. Okay, now stay up here. Stay up here. Okay. Now, ahora, you know how I said it's a question of maintaining character? It's a question of mantener character? Let me tie you up again. But don't let me. Bro! <laughs> See? Now, is it, is it easier? Is it easier to not let somebody tie you down or try to take away the tape? See what? So like, That's all you do. You take a step back. Come on. Put your hands up. Es más fácil decir que no que tratar de romper y salir fuera del pecado. It's easier to say no than to try to break away from sin. You can take a seat. So what does fasting do? Number one, fasting brings back the love you had at first. And number two, it gets you to victory. But then how do you maintain the victory? It becomes a question of character. Pero ¿cómo mantienes la victoria? Es cuestión de carácter. The Bible says that the desires of the flesh are against the desires of the spirit. La Biblia dice que los deseos de la carne están en contra de los deseos del espíritu. Y los del espíritu en contra de la carne. And those of the spirit against the flesh. So do you want to maintain victory? Then now it's a question of character. Who are you in Christ? ¿Quién eres en Dios? Es una cuestión de carácter. Let's stand to our feet. Nos ponemos en pie.